Welcome to our three-part episode. This podcast was almost three hours long, so we broke it up into three episodes to save on rendering time. Just a heads up. Thanks for listening. Hello, mine's working. <laughs> Hello, that that is Andrew. That that. Howdy, howdy, howdy. It, you're you're fine. How about you? Hello. So this is good. Yeah, we're good. Oh, we're good. Yeah. We, yeah. I like to hear that. Yeehaw. Are you doing a quick? Did you stretch? say yeehaw? Yeah. Yeehaw. He's also doing a quick stretch before the podcast. You don't want to pull hammy on a podcast. Where the no. hell's Red Redemption Three? When did two come out? Uh, what like the hell is Rockstar 20... doing right now? Nothing. Oh, right, uh, um, they're developing GTA 6. Yes. So it's going to be huh. years before we start. Uh, 2029. Yeah, dude, the way they move, yeah. Who cool. comes out first? Red Dead or Elder Scrolls? Or not not, not Red Dead. Uh, GTA or Elder Scrolls uh, 6? GTA. You think GTA. So? GTA. GTA. Ready? Three. What, take... what the hell is Bethesda doing? They're doing Starfield. Counting their money. Oh, yeah. I, I want that. I'm looking forward to that. <laughs> counting their money. No, they're not counting their money. They're spending their... Wait, no. That would be Microsoft. Yeah, Microsoft Spending money spending on everything. Money, yes. money, money! Money! money. Bethesda's out. working on Starfield. Microsoft is counting Bethesda's money. Well, if, yeah. if anyone doesn't recognize this person, who is this person that's talking? This is Noah. <gasps> I've been here before. Yeah, it's we, been a while. It's been a while. The last episode I remember you being on was talking about Dying Light 2. That yeah. was a year ago. Yeah. yeah. Why do you hate us? Why do you hate us? Well, I have a child. I understand Andrew's reason why he hates us. Oh. But I mean, you're oh. a child. That's a good excuse. If listeners, he, he's blaming the child. Classic parenting right there. Yup. <laughs> Wait, how old's your kid? She is almost two now. She'll oh, so not quite. June. You, you can't like use your child to like sneak into a Chuck or not sneak into a Chuck E. Cheese. Like get into a Chuck E. Cheese and just go play. Yeah, dude, I, it's the best thing ever. I, I looked at my one friend's like, "What are you doing? Like, we're going to go to Chuck E. Cheese with my nieces. Like, why? Because I want to go to the arcade exactly. and play Ninja Turtles arcade. Like, well, what about them? Oh, they'll do something. They'll have fun. I didn't even know. Uh, over in Bay City, they have an arcade called Crazy it's really Quarters. Nice. It's really nice. My yeah. friend Katie just went there yesterday, last night, and she said it's pretty cool. Uh, they had, um, there's a bar in Bay City called Washington Lanes. Yes. Uh, and they had emo night last night, and I got yeah. to go. Nice. So, that was fun. No, um, there's also a little small, like, bar and grill kind of thing, all made in Michigan, all made here in Michigan products, and it's in Midland. Hmm. It has a little arcade too. Circle lanes? Or are they gone? No, I don't think. Are you talking about valley lanes? Valley lanes. No, 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 no. This was on actually downtown Midland area. Oh, you're talking about uh, Brimstar. Yeah, I actually like it, dude. They have Dig Dug. Dig Dug. What was that place you used to talk about all the time? Gameworks. I, I, I want, oh, I want to say Game On. Game On was a game store, right? Yeah, Gameworks yeah. was owned by Sega, and that was a two. Like we had one in the Great Lakes Crossing Mall, and it was two. Like it had two floors. And it was awesome. I remember, like, the last time I went there, I went with there with my with, uh, our buddy David, Jade, and my friend mm. Molly, where I got completely hammered playing House of the Dead. Because after, like, I think 8, 30, or 9 o'clock, it's adults only. 
So I'm literally bringing alcohol on the floor. So I'm literally using a light gun in my other hand. I'm drinking at the same time. I'm like, this is the best life light gun. One ever. hand slamming a brewski in the other. That's right. This is the most American thing I've ever heard in my life. America. America. But before I forget, I'm Adam. I'm Josh. I'm Andrew. I'm Andrew's Noah. looking at magic cards very excitedly. Uh, is that excitedly? Yeah. Okay, good. I didn't know. I thought maybe that was a stroke or you're pooping your pants. Why not both? I mean, yeah, that would suck. Was Duel of the Planeswalkers ever an expansion for the physical card game? Maybe. Like the name of the video game is Duels of the Planeswalkers, right? Yes, yes. So uh, was that ever like I a physical expansion? All those so. cards were the same things that you can get. So all when there was newer cards added to the Magic the Card Game online, the hmm. Gathering, the Gathering. Yeah. I get they. I know the that for a bona fide fact, you could get the new cards. Oh, uh, okay. So. But no, um, pretty much, let's just get right into it. E3, canceled. Yeah, E3's dead. Yay! I'm not surprised. Do you think, you honestly think it's dead, or you just think it's like... Jeff Keighley assassinated it. I think... It's, I, it's, it is now Summer Games Fest. I that really is E3. do agree with that. Yeah, no, it's it's gone. Which, as soon as as soon as they said that, I immediately looked up that um, the game's done quick. The, the SGDQ and the, uh, the Fault one, I was like, when the hell does this go? Because I know Andrew was big into it. I was like, I remember watching that. I really do like AGDQ and SGDQ. The problem is, is I really Holy wish they would... Holy shit. All right, I'm going to turn Andrew down. Whoa. Andrew, what the shit? He should be number three. He is waving. <laughs> he should be number three. This is why he said, uh, and just this, shot yeah, yeah, this is this is why I had headphones screen. on. I was like, okay. Yeah. Anyway, what were you saying? HGDQ, SGDQ, whatever. Oh yeah, those things. Before I blow out your eardrums, apparently. Um, no, you're good now. Really good events, actually. I really would like to see them do physical uh, events again. I think that's been kind of hurting them a bit because they've basically been only doing online runs and people aren't as hyped for the events as they used to be. I mean, people still watch and people still donate money, but I really want them to do physical events. Again. Do you think COVID killed E3? Uh, yes. COVID killed a lot Somewhat. of things, but no. I think E3 really? kind of killed itself. Well, Games it, journalism is basically just imploding upon itself every single day. And yeah, Kotaku, yeah, Polygon have pretty much shown that they have zero credibility after a, a, certain, a bunch of games that they have reviewed or talked about and said they, and made articles. I kind of do not I don't listen to anything that Kotaku or Polygon I'm does I'm going to be dead honest when I say this. I think our generation kind of is in the between of where people either realize that, like, oh, well, you know, game journalism is a thing and we should kind of listen to it because it's how we get our information to. As we go on, the younger generation especially is like, uh, yeah, no, game journalism is a bunch of shit and isn't worth anything. And so they're just going to either go play the games themselves or... Oh, okay, let's go to Game FAQs or let's go to some website and read up on yeah. what people... Let's go to Twitter, what's the, what's people say about this game? Let's just be blatantly obvious. When the first time you had, like, the game magazines itself like that, when online was still, like, kind of, like, hard to get online still, you would always buy the magazines. PSM. And guess what? Most Play, PlayStation of, magazine. Yeah, that was and, the Game yeah, Informer. Exactly. And I just remember... Game Informer. Oh, sure. Yeah. Well, what about EGM? EGM, I always heard, was huge, too. EGM? Electronic I'm, Games Monthly. Ever, they yeah. used to talk about it on Talk Radar. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Loved that magazine. I don't yeah. know. If I never had it. The two, no. the two big ones for me were Game Informer and In uh, Nintendo Power. Nintendo I was gonna Power. say Nintendo Power was another but, big no, one. But <laughs> I read Nintendo Power. I didn't even know what the hell half that stuff was. Right. Yeah, but my my thing was just this. It's like the the thing that drives me up a wall now is we used to have people like, hey, you know, you're our, you know, if we're doing this as a video game website, hey, I want a person who's really good at fighting games. Guess what? Every fighting game, you're going to get your hands on who's a sports jockey, who loves racing games. Nobody liked sports games in 
Yeah, no, really, honestly, in game journalism, they had a unless lot it was of wrestling. Well, they, yeah, I get it. But no, there was a few people I remember, like who were hardcore baseball fans that loved reviewing all the 2K, you know, baseball games and everything like that. So wow, what a fucking bad existence. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, like PGA or something like yeah, that. Like, but no, I mean, like there used to be when you when we were younger, there was one person that's like, hey, this is kind of your job, you know, like you're hired here for this. Who's our RPG and who loves this? Now it's just like I feel like they'll give it to anyone again. The GameStop scenario of freaking Cuphead, game too hard, me hate. Yeah, but I mean, again, that's <laughs> it's one of Dark those, Souls. But again, it's one of those things that, like, you know, Cup people Souls. just would either go on Twitch and they would watch somebody play the game and go, "Oh, this looks like fun," or people now have just gotten better at video games than they were 20 years ago. I feel, and they would just be like, "Oh, okay," you know. Remember, or people are catching up to video games because 10 years ago video games held your hand and now they're getting hard again yeah. and people like me yeah. don't know how the hell to catch up. Trust. I guess that, that is kind of true. I did, uh, games did kind of have a dip there in quality pretty bad in terms of difficulty. In the 2010s, everything was a corridor shooter that just kind of, like the guy that I listened to on podcasts, his name's Chris Antista, part of Laser Time. He uses the analogy of they put you in a caulking gun and push you down a corridor. Yeah. yeah. And if you die, there's so many save states like in Bioshock, where there is no consequence. Yeah. Whereas you play a game like Dark Souls, Demon Souls, Bloodborne, you gotta know your shit, or you're just gonna you're you're gonna lose. Well, yeah. Right. That was how it was yeah. back in Witcher. The Witcher is one of them that like if you're not paying attention and you're not saving. Yeah. You're gonna get set back multiple times. I have is it, is it saving. Just you gotta like learn the you know, the I combos, have, use yeah. magic, spells, potions. If yeah, you not, don't like, use the right oils or bombs. Yeah, I have put 15 minutes into that game. I own two copies, and I I have put 15 minutes into it, got my butt kicked in the first fight, and I've never gone back. Cause I, I hear The Witcher 3 is one of the best games oh, ever yeah, made. There's, like, there's so much to do. I was like 40 hours in, and I haven't touched the main story. I was just doing all these side quests. My big problem with my modern friends like, potions at him. Potions, you're a witcher. Drink some potions when you're going mm -hmm. after these monsters. And I'm like, wait, what? And he goes like, aren't you doing that? I'm like, are you using magic? I'm like, maybe. I'm just swinging my sword, okay? Like, I'm doing my best with swinging a sword and using minor magic fire. I fire use a crossbow like, and a sword. Leave me alone. I was right, using some fire, okay? But for the E3 thing, I've always heard E3 was never for the consumers. It was always for people like GameStop employees. Oh, well, originally, investors. Yeah, originally when E3 much. was founded, it was only for like the best way to describe it was anyone that was high up at Toys R Us, GameStop, even Kmart. They would all go there, and that event was just for them to look at all the newest games sure. and consoles. But then a counterpoint I'd... is, if that's just for investors, then why the hell are booth babes a thing? Right, and that's it the thing. Became... I, why is there a spectacle if it's just I, for investors? I do not, that's the thing, is I do not agree with that statement that it is just for investors. If it was supposed to be for investors, they failed because the casual audience ate it up and yeah. they loved it yeah. because it was good to see all of these tech demos and all of these, you know, things the to look spectacle. forward. Yeah, the spectacle I that think we were it's looking after, forward to. I think it was really after, like, the late 90s, that's when it became a spectacle because then the, it was being open to the public. And when you open things to the public, you want to get people to catch your eyes. But then I'm you sorry. hear people on podcasts complaining about the public getting in the way of journalists oh, yeah. that have appointments. Oh, yeah. I remember, I almost like, was it Talk Radar and yeah. several other podcasts? They would describe the hell, the hell right. it was to get to point A to point B. Having to walk down a hallway that would initially take mm -hmm. you five minutes, taking you two hours because some this is crowded. gigantic group of people carrying 8,000 tchotchkes won't get the hell out of your way. Yeah. I, I guess. 
I feel like another reason why they opened it up to the public is uh, More start, money. Uh, as soon as YouTube uh, gaming started becoming a thing, influencers started becoming big on reporting what they oh, thought yeah. Yeah. instead of going to some uh, news journalism that they wouldn't trust. And sure. so then they'd be like, okay, well, what does my favorite person think about this game who has the same ideals as me? Yeah. So I mean, that's real, another big what, thing. What's really going to, like, I think what killed E3 faster, I think I think E3 would have lasted longer if it wasn't for COVID. No. In my opinion. You don't think so? Absolutely Because I actually think it would have lasted I, I, a little bit longer. Didn't I Games journalism has taken a pretty big plummet in the last 15 to 20 years, in my opinion. And I do mean that, especially when it came to reading, like, even physical media. I think that they used to put a lot more work into their jobs, and they actually have a lot yes. more passion in their jobs. And lately, it's just become, ah, fuck it, who cares? And you can really tell that with the quality of their work and the quality of the people working at well, these again, jobs. Well, we can use the example of listening to Talk Radar. When Chris and all of them started their podcast, they were bragging about how great it was to work there. And then, ap- like, it was, I think it was episode 200... Things were changing. People were getting laid off. They P- never, people... they never made it to two hundred. It was one ninety eight, and they died. Oh, oh I was. Yeah, oh. but like, but, yeah, it it was insane listening to them because like the energy of like the company, how it was treating them, just diverted because Chris, like a lot of people, got pay cut. If they did, didn't get cut, they you know they got laid off. Yeah, it it, it was just it's yin and yang now to where it was back in the two thousand early 2000 to now right but at the end of the day the, the the bottom line is that video games are made for consumers they're made for oh, us yeah, 100%, they're, made for, yes. they're made for us and so when e3 was a thing it was because the consumers us you know the people who really these games were being sold and catered to really were you know excited to see these things come alive and when you stop putting your consumers first and you try to put stock investors first it kills people's interest in your company and your events so yeah. people just stopped caring, and you know what? That's great because now I don't have to give a shit about what some jackoff thinks in a suit because he thinks he's hot shit. Re- all getting an inside yeah. review to or an inside interview to somebody working at Capcom. Who cares? You know who cares? Me and me playing other video games with people. Yeah. Like that's the point. Like I don't care what these people are gonna say anymore, especially when their opinions become less developed over time. And it really does feel like old magazines like Game Informer, and maybe it's nostalgia goggles. I I haven't read a Game Informer in over you know fifty. Years last year, just last week, right? I've got like eight copies on my phone because I have the digital version through yeah, GameStop. I have yeah, the digital version. yeah, and I know I have a few Game Informers still sitting around in my apartment, especially like one of my favorite, like actual uh, uh, copies of Game Informer uh, was uh, Double May Cry One, and I actually really liked that because it went into a lot of the in depth of a lot of the first few missions. Mm-hmm. The review for the game was really solid, it got me hyped for the game, but I did really feel like there was an actual passion behind the writing as opposed to going forward and just like. Again, when it comes to people like the Cuphead reviewer, like you just said, people that just don't know what they're talking about, are their opinions are just so blasé that it just, who cares what they have to say? They're not excited. It's it's pretty much just like saying, hey, you know, for like our our circumstances, uh, for our world's reverse, here, congratulations, Josh. I want you to review and play this Halo game. Adam, I want you to play this new MMO that you're excited about, and I'm excited for Halo, and we're both... Yeah, see, that wouldn't work, because I don't really... I can't... How, how would you put that? Like, I can play a first-person shooter, but I don't know how to tell if a, sh- if a first-person shooter is good, because I don't normally play them. I exactly, can't... that's, the, that's um... what I'm trying to get to, is 
we don't have that. Like what the we same taste. Like you're not put into your forte. Yeah. is yeah. what he's saying. Right. Yeah. I can't imagine that's actually happening at places I, like this, though. I think it is happening. There's no way you wouldn't. There, you wouldn't give a chef a job to fucking plant your flowers, and you're not going to tell an I accountant to cook your meals. Like you're yeah. not going to have that happen. There's no way in hell these jobs are like. Here, Adam, here's an RTS for you to play, despite the fact that you've never played an RTS <laughs> yeah. in your goddamn life. Right. They're not going to do that. They're going to hand you a game that you're good at, or they're going to give you jobs that you feel comfortable with. I don't with. believe that, because again, uh, we have seen several times where people have copied and pasted another person's review. That's a more that's... of a sign of people just getting lazy over time, or sure. like devaluing their work. Again, that's again the argument I'm saying when I think people gave a shit about their reviews, they gave a shit about what they were typing, they gave a shit about what they were writing about because they were passionate about these projects. People now, for some reason, either don't have passion in their projects because A, they're not making enough money, or B, they just don't give a shit. You're not hiring the right people for your job, and that's an issue. You have to hire people who are passionate about video games to write about video games, otherwise... People are going to stop giving a shit about what you're saying. Like, they are. That's just I, the truth. Yeah, I was going to say, I don't think it's the wrong person in the wrong Andrew, forte. I think it's more... Up really quickly because you're tugging on the cord. Uh, right. I think it's more of a... Uh, oh, there we go. Okay, like, they're just hiring whoever to do the review. Like, That's the, the people like. that don't have the passion that are just there for the money to get a job done. Whereas the people that do have the passion are in other places because they're not going to get paid enough. Right. I was going to say, how, how many people are working in the games industry that write a 5,000-page review on a game and get paid 100 bucks? Possibly. That could be a big problem with it. I mean, it could also be the other side of the spectrum, too, where they're hiring people that are, like, qualified for these jobs because, oh, you passed with a literature major, therefore you can write really high-quality, you know... You used to work at a newspaper? Well, you're totally qualified, well, you're to, qualified. to review a 70-hour Final Fantasy game. Yeah, you're qualified because obviously the article you write is going to be very well in-depth and actually have, you know, really good, you know, language and it's going to grab people's attention despite the fact that this person's never touched a controller in their life and they're trying to review a video so game. If that is honestly the case, I think that it also goes back to what I'll say before, which is I'm glad games journalism is dying because it's unhealthy. And it's not good for, you know, games going forward. You know who's the best salesman for me to play a new video game? Streamers. 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 You, you, know, mm -hmm. you, know, you know who I'm sad hasn't put out a video yet on Resident Evil 4? Markiplier. You know who's going to get me more hyped to play Resident Evil 4 than... He hasn't. No. No, you no. no Jack ja has. Jack Septica has done one oh. before. Yeah, he's done one. I was watching it with um, Ari because she came over when we did, um, we got sushi. Yeah. It was delicious. Um, I did want to point out uh, on your uh, comment, do you think COVID killed E3? I don't think it did because back in 2019, that was the first time that Sony ever skipped E3. Oh, right. true. And, and I think it, I think it's been downhill ever since. Well, again, like my, my, COVID may have impacted it a little, but I think I the think, fact that well, a I think, big I think publisher E3 left would have been like a, a few more years, and then everyone would, would kind of like splinter off. But I mean, like, they already like, were. They had Nintendo Directs. They had yeah, uh, State of though, Plays. But, they had but yeah, like Microsoft. Things. And after COVID, Microsoft like we're doing our own thing. And then Sony has done their own thing. And then like all the little pop shops that like were like, you know, AAA titles, they pulled out. I mean, I don't it, think it, Ubisoft has enough money. Yeah, to ga games, uh, game developers like Dying Light, they just post their new updates. They don't even wait. Yeah, they don't even for do events. Anymore. They're just like, hey, here's a YouTube video randomly. Or, hey, we're going to po post this at this time, at yeah. this day. Like, with the Jedi Survivor thing, they don't wait for events. They just said, hey, March 28th, 
uh, we're gonna drop a new trailer. Yeah, or well, here's our gameplay. Well, you know, you can watch us on stream, and you can we can talk to you and discuss. Exactly. It. Or like the Breath of uh, No, not Breath Tears of the Kingdom. Tears think, of the Kingdom. I, I do that all the time. I just think it's so expensive anymore to bring all this they, material yep. and all this stuff and all these people. And then have people set to like go here, go here, 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 here. It's more lucrative Hotel, for these developers stuff. to hold directs based off of whatever company they're working on because one, it's cheaper. Two, you get more eyes on it because it's not being lost in a billion other things. Yeah. Exactly. And three, it's probably just easier. How it's many, less like, stressful. I, I just want I'm trying to pop in my head right now all the hidden gems that only like we heard from like, you know, like obscure podcasts that people were talking about where these games were just like Wow, this game is like better than anyone else, and no one's paying attention to it on E3 because it's being just flooded, you know, drowned by all these triple, like these big triple A games. Where like, hey, Earth Defense Force was shown and everything like that, and everyone's just like, eh, it looks weird and wacky. And all of a sudden, you play it, it's phenomenal and fun. So this goes back to what you guys are talking about, say the investors, right? So let's look at a company like Sony, right? And I'm not going to sugarcoat it. Sony fucking sucks now. Yeah. They, they have their they shit. They're shit. They're absolute shit. They're, let's go back to the PS2. They're being run badly. Let's, yes. let's go back to the PS2 era for a good example. When you go to E3 conferences and stuff like that, the when bomb you were, when you awesome. were seeing things like the PlayStation 2 being announced and being shown, and co you know cover titles being shown for this console, people were fucking hyped. It was oh at an all-time high of people were like, I want this console, I want to play this console, look at these games. You couldn't have enough people covering everything they were finding at these conferences. Final Fantasy X. Yeah. That beginning area when they first revealed it, and they had the music playing in the background playing. I sat there with my friend Adam Walker, using dial-up internet, watching this, yeah. and just lose, or like, dude, what, what, what? There's finally Final Fantasy coming out. What? It's you know, like what? Is, who are the characters? And you saw the trailer. And we all just stood there like, my God, that looks amazing. Yeah. I, I, I didn't really have that hype when they showed off Final Fantasy 16's trailer. You know, it's like, eh, okay. Yeah, I I didn't care about it until I watched a like a 20 minute interview with the the, the actual like lead designer, yeah. and he took did a breakdown. I was like, okay, I can get behind this now. So when you go back and you're saying like, well, now things are for the the you know the actual uh, stockholders it's like that's one of the reasons why people aren't excited for your content you want to make something that's nice and packageable and like you know just presentable to stockholders and it's not interesting and it's not not only that but the whole stockholder thing just means hey we're gonna rush this shit so you guys get paid exactly. right yeah. and that's gonna be busted yeah cyberpunk and, exactly and anybody who's anybody and i think at a subconscious level people especially understand that and they just don't get hyped for these events anymore because it's like, okay, what's the point of being excited for these things? When people expected any game to come out, like let's say for the PS2, they weren't expecting these games to be terrible. You saw Sly Cooper and you're like, I can't wait to play that. I bet it's going to be awesome. I, I Final Fantasy said, I can't wait to play that. I bet it's going to be awesome. Jack and Daxter, I can't wait to play that. It's going to be awesome. You could go down the list of games that were being yeah. shown and being excited for these games. And just remember all the cringe that we saw during E3. Like, the pure cringe with Ubisoft especially. Huh. Mr. Caffeine? Oh, that, oh guy, yeah. that guy was entertaining, but yeah, I get it. But you know, like, there was, and then... The, the BS with the connect with the Tiger Lady. Not just that, remember the Minecraft thing where, like, these two people are like, we're gonna blow this up, and they blow it up, like, and they give each other, like, the most weirdest, like, awkward 80s high five, and everyone was just paused and looked at each other like, Oh shit! Wasn't they're there, being wasn't serious. there some really bad BS with um not State of Decay? Plants versus the, zombies. No, the, the, the vision. 
didn't they have a really awkward situation yes. with the yes. division game? Yes, they did. Yeah. Multiplayer wise, it was just really messed up. Something broke. Yes, yeah, I don't know. one hundred percent. Yeah, I re do remember that. But I remember the when Plants vs Zombies was happening for E three showing, and it was like they had Kenny Loggins' Highway to the Danger Zone playing, and everyone's just paused and standing there. Oh yeah, they had like these stuff, like people walking out, like and everyone's like, the music's playing and they're talking about the game, and it's just quiet. Why? Well, I mean, don't forget the Connect Poncho BS. Oh, oh yeah, <laughs> in twenty ten. Yeah. Hey, my friend had knee surgery. And he's like, I need to sit down. He gets this, the light up little like paint, you know, like the paint, that little um, jacket, whatever you want to call it. Poncho. The range. Yeah, the poncho. The poncho. Yeah. He stands like, I have to sit down soon. And he goes, when can I sit down? Like, oh yeah, you'll be fine. And he gets split off and he's part of the group. And he going, he's like, that was the most pain I've ever had. My knee was in so much pain. I was supposed to be sitting down. Jesus. And he's like, I'm here. Like, this sucks balls. No, I think the worst ever was still Nintendo's Wii music. Sure. sure. Everyone, when everyone's like, the guy with the drummer is like trying to do like the little kind of like send off, like going to town really? on the drums. And he just stops and we're all just like, what? And then he's like, oh, okay, let me go again. And he's like banging the drums, like going out of style. And I was like, oh shit, guys, you're supposed to pause. Like, we watched that. Remember when you and me became friends? We watched, we're like, I think he doesn't understand that no one's impressed by this and he's trying to get everyone to clap. Hey, you ever wonder what the Battle of an Avatar looks like? <laughs> well, bam! <laughs> well, bam. <laughs> was that Reggie that said that? Uh, no, I don't think it was. Oh. But... No, what bam is Mr. Caffeine. Yeah. Oh, well, bam, there it is. Okay. Yeah. All right. But again, it's one of those things that you have like, and again, this is where it's coming down where presentations like that were the ones for the stockholders and for, for people that are like, hey, gamers, you play video games because we play video games because we're gamers too and it's just like fuck off nobody cares not a single person's falling for that bullshit attitude like let's be honest here there, I, it, I still remember like I think like the early 2000s it was just the wild west where no one gave two craps and they were just doing insane wacky things and then it became very professional and then awkward for showing. Yeah. See, and I can't I think, speak to this because I didn't start watching E3 until 2000, 2007. I think 2008, was it 2008 or 9 was like the worst like E3 ever, wasn't it? 2000... Was it was 10? It, was it 2000? No, 2010 was Skittles. Yes. So 2000, it, was, it, it might have been 2009. Yeah, it was 2009 like, was like yeah. the worst year for E3. Everyone, it kind of was like less to the public and more to like the actual people. Yeah. And they and so many people pulled out because yeah. they were like, uh, there's no point because we want to get this show. So they said, see you later. Right. And it's just like, it's so bizarre to me because again, it's like one of those things of like, how do you just not understand your audience? I'm just, just thinking about like a bit as a business wide, just in my head, I got to get all these people playing tickets to go here or they can drive. That's still paying gas or paying paying an airplane ticket hey guess what they have to get a hotel how many people can we put in a hotel and then all this stuff going down like it just to me it just seems like an absolute like like waste of money right but the thing is is that back in the day it wasn't a waste of money now with the advent of the internet being as old as it is now and the hive mind of the internet being a thing you know it's so much easier to get access to this information well before a conference whatever needed to happen anyway when you had a new game being shown you know, really that was the first you'd really hear or see of it. And that was what was exciting and new and fresh. But now it's like, 
Okay, well... And now it's like, we're gonna show you this game that's not gonna come out for another seven years. years. Yeah. Hype it up, and then be disappointed when, when it, it actually happens. releases. Or it, or it doesn't come out Ubisoft. at all. Ubisoft. Yeah. I, I was thinking Watch Dogs, yeah. yeah no, or, no, 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 no. That we're, was, we're talking about Skulls and Bones. Not just uh, that one. Oh, yeah. The, the, pot, the, prequel, the prequel to Beyond Good and Evil. <laughs> yeah. That is oh, never wow. coming it's out. It's never coming out. It's never uh, coming out. Well, it's Beyond... Yeah, it's like it's a, a weird prequel. prequel. They did a Red Dead Redemption 2 thing. Where it's like, Beyond Good and Evil 2, but it takes place in the past. The, like, I, the last hmm, trailer what? they showed for that, I saw that map, and I just stood there, and I think it was you, me, and David, and we all just looked at it like, bullshit. <laughs> but there's no, like, that is the most ambitious, insane game I've ever seen for how much you can do and how many hours. That's just way right. over Kind of trying to pull a No Man's Sky type of thing. Yes. You see all these stars? These are all You see planets. how big this map is? Mark my areas. words. In, in six months, when Starfield comes out, that shit's going to happen. Uh, I have a very... I got a big suspicion that Starfield is going to bomb. That's the game you invested mm -hmm. into, right? For the no, star, that's Star Citizen. Oh, I, I hate star that. Citizen is still not completely out, but you can do shit in it now. Yes, mm. I've watched people actually like fly around. But uh, Starfield um. is Bethesda's new Skyrim, only it's in space. Oh, yeah. I have been absolutely deaf to this, but then again, I've also... I, I'm never impressed by Bethesda. I've never been impressed by them a single time, unless it's Doom. I will give them credit for... Doom is Eternal was amazing. I, 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 okay, it's kind of like the Capcom thing all over again where it's like hey that thing you guys are doing with monster hunter over there we're not going to touch you we're just going to let you do what you need to do you continue to do you that please doing great. you're doing great here's, here's, your, here's your orange slice here, here's some raises here's a little yeah here's some orange slices here's some candy you know what just keep doing what you're fucking doing we're not going to touch you here's the gatorade and, stay hydrated and, and meanwhile capcom themselves just continuously shits themselves at every opportunity they can probably like street fighter 6 looks good though okay street fighter 6 yeah, okay we'll give credit for that Resident Evil before well, a, I, I never. I played a, the demo and got my ass kicked. I have no opinion. I don't count that. That's a remake. Oh, okay. Where's my Mega Man titles? Fuck you, Capcom. <laughs> but <laughs> seriously, it, it's still this idea that, like, okay, Bethesda is the same way. Hey, guys, Doom, over there, what you guys are doing, here's some candy, here's some orange slices, you know, whatever, here's a soda, here's a mountain, do whatever, here's some Cheetos. You keep doing what you're doing, you guys are doing a great job, we're gonna leave you alone. Meanwhile, uh, let's re-re-re-re-release Skyrim again, but this time for the Nokia cell phone that came out 12 years ago for some fucking reason. And yeah, we'll do that. Everybody will super hype for it. You'll, you'll, yeah, it, it, it'll do great. Trust me. It'll, my, my got it. Is that, I'm actually looking that up. Does Skyrim <laughs> exist on, can I buy Skyrim on my cell phone? Sadly, no. Yeah. Oh. They, they made a joke, uh, thing where it's like you could play it on the Samsung fridge. You remember that? It was oh, with yes, yes, yes. Jordan Peele. Yeah, I do um, remember that. But it was a joke. It was like an April Fool's joke. I mean, um, I wouldn't put it past them, though, because it was no, like, they, how, right. how many times, times have they remade it now? They it came up with the 360 Oh, don't even PC. count. We're not going to be whole, aren't I? Don't even try to oh, fucking count. Good point, good don't point. even try to count so that number. That um, number's astronomical. Yeah, like, so, so Skyrim is available on cell phone if you stream it through Game Pass. Okay. Well, yeah, that but I don't, I don't awful. count that. Yeah. I don't count that though, because that's still through. Game you would have pass. to get you would have to get an external controller. That sounds like we're streaming this on Twitch to show how awful this experience. Yeah, that sounds like an awful games like stream. That would be fucking hilarious. Um, going back to your whole hey, here's a game that's coming out in seven years. Uh, so you want to know when they first announced Cyberpunk? 2013, oh. 2016. 
Are you sure? No, yep, I just looked I, it up. No, 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 I, I swear just to looked, God, it, they showed they had an image. I just looked it up. Okay. 2016 is when the first trailer came out for with them the lady with the blades. Announced. Yep. Okay. Oh Jesus Christ! And then it came out in what 2020? 2020. Yep. Yeah. And then Dead Island Two is finally coming out. That was announced in 2014. Yeah, who's, who's that? Are, are people Even actually... longer than Cyberpunk. Mm. But it looks good, but that's the bad thing. So did Cyberpunk when they released trailers for that as well. Well, it didn't, didn't they didn't they announce Starfield or not Starfield, Star Citizen in like 2013? 2012? Yeah. Like yeah. I, I invested into that shit a long time ago. Yeah. Ship insurance. But I bought seven hundred dollars worth of shit. Yeah, I don't I even know. remember yeah, how much. I remember that. And I, I played that game for a total of like two hours. Yeah. Hey, at least you can go see. Um, oh my god, what? Fucking Luke Skywalker, bitch. Ray Skywalker? Luke no, Skywalker, who bitch. plays. Can uh, that be the name of our podcast this week? Yes, it can. Look, l- what is his name? What is whose name? Mark, Mark Hamill. Mark Hamill. Mark Hamill. What's wrong oh, with Mark Hamill? Yeah, he's in he, the game. He's a, he's a voice in uh, yeah. In that he's game. like a captain or like Ooh. a commander or something. So is the one chick who plays Scully from X Files too? Yeah, her too. She's in it. She's I'm in trying it. to remember her name. I want to say Dana Carvey, but I don't she's think that that's her name. Redhead. Jillian, Jillian, Giles or something. I no, I don't. Know. I don't fucking know. She's hot. Kajillion. She Biles. used to be. She's like sixty I know, but now. I'm still looking at her when I was like in my mindset of X Files and when she was like starring in X Files. She was hot. Mm. But yeah, going back to the whole E3 thing, it's not surprising because they were just going downhill before COVID even hit. Yeah, it's been ever since downhill. 2019. Yeah, I, I just, I, I just wish developers would stop saying what they're working on so far back before they yeah. release stuff. I, Dude, yeah. look at fucking Hi-Fi Rush. They didn't even right. announce. They didn't, it. Announce they didn't do a fucking trailer. Nothing. No, that shit dropped. Surprised. It fucking slaps. Yeah, yeah. dude. It, it took the. It like it took the like you know everyone on Twitter by storm. Like hey, you know like that summer's thing that the Xbox just did. They just launched a new game. It's called High Five Rush. And I'm just like, wait, what? And then he's like, do play it. It's fun. And I'm yeah. like, okay, it's really good. Like it's that is like just. It. Yeah, it's it's astounding that a game that would honestly be game of the year material just uh, releases like that with absolutely zero fanfare. I and literally did not have a single problem with that game. No, I nobody had. Did no. not have like there was no bugs or nothing or like I didn't feel bored at any moment or anything. Like I played the game and I was like, oh, it's over. Five like five hours have passed since yeah, my like last since yeah. the start of this session, but like it was. Super enjoyable. Yeah, that it was, was the, fantastic. Yeah, that's some of the best five hours I remember spending in the last, you know, no, seriously. couple of years. Yeah, no, it, that's, that does say something still, though. Like, the most memorable part is when he has that one Irish chick, and he's, like, carrying her, and he keeps hitting his her head on the door, and then she get, he gets yelled at, Stop hitting her head on things! Oh, okay. And he tiptoes to the door. And then he keeps moving. He goes tiptoeing. through, and the door and still, like, all that door closes on him. And I, I'm laughing hysterically. It was written... Perfectly. Yeah, I, love I think it. the scene where they're like all on, uh, fuck, what's it called? Like the, uh, the group call, the Zoom meeting or whatever. The one guy's muted. And he's yeah. yelling, but he's muted. So everybody, so every, you're obviously muted. you see him yeah. like, they're, they're like, <laughs> Zonzo, you're muted. You're on mute. Yeah, and he's so, like, oh. Yeah, it was so fucking it, it, good. It was, I loved it. It's a great game. Yeah, did did like, you yeah. say they're doing something with Scott Pilgrim versus the World too? A oh, Netflix. Oh, they're gonna have an anime oh, Netflix show. I thought they were making a new game. No, uh, like a little cartoon. An, all the original actors from the actual movie are going to be in the comic book style hmm. show. 
so I'm I will watch it. I mean, I, I like a new game. I like that game. Me too. Yeah. I love Scott Pebble versus the World. That was such a great game. But yeah, again, it goes back to show you that like E3 used to show off products that we'd be excited for, and whether or not it was great or bad wasn't usually you know the point of the matter. It was the fact that we were excited for it. But it says something that I think that games like Hi-Fi Rush, if you were to think about that inside of an E3 conference, probably people wouldn't have been excited for it. No. And honestly, the game just being released with no fanfare and letting it be spread by word of mouth alone did more wonders for that game than, honestly, if it would have been announced at some E3. People would have been like, wow, look at this writing. I don't know if the whole game's going to be this quality or look at this. It could be fun, but we don't know. But it did just take the internet by storm because it was just that good. There's a good question. If Forspoken would have been shadow dropped, do you think that game would have done better or worse? Uh, it, middle I ground. honestly think it. You would think have, it would have done the same as it? The game's done the same. Bad, isn't it? Right oh, now, no. They have the DLC. The, the, the game for people that have actually played that game, mm -hmm. they, it seems to be getting good reception. But then there's like a group of people that just vehemently hate that. Why? And, and it seems like the perception's based off of like those trailers. I would have to. S I don't know about the quality of the game. I can't say anything. Well, so if the I, game is bad, then I, I think the game would have done worse. I, I think the game's fun. When, when I watched Asmongold and I saw like a clip compilation, um, they show you this big open world, and yet there's it's nothing like, in it. There's nothing in it. No. And then he tries to go explore it, and then it's like actually Invisible. we're gonna pick you up and then put you back where you need to be. Yep. Because you can't explore. Right. You actually need to play the story. Th that and there's uh, invisible barriers. Mm -hmm. It's really then, stupid. Then I think, honestly, like, I don't know, but, like, from what you're telling me already, it doesn't sound good. Like, this is negative, like, perception. And so from that perspective alone, if, like, say, you guys were the social media, I'd be like, okay, I'm just going to pass on this because it already sounds bad. I don't even need to watch somebody play it. I'm just going to think, oh, okay, it's bad. Like, so the game the game did so bad that people actually found images of a bunch of Forspoken games just in a landfill. They, they tossed them. So if the game is that bad, I think the oh, game... Oh, it's bad. The, the head person for uh, Square had to step down. The okay. president of Square And I'll say, I, I, I've down. said it on the podcast once, I'll say it again, I like Forspoken. I'm right. one of the few people that legitimately like the game, I think but the I can water... understand why it's bad. I, right. I like the water bending. I just... My, everyone I talk to says the same thing over and over so, again, and they state their statement. Why make this person who has a beautiful British accent, who is very beautiful, do try to do a New York accent? That's like their biggest, like, we don't get. Right. So it would say if the game is bad, then if it would have released without any, you know, reception whatsoever. If it, if it has Shadow Drop. It still would have fucking just burned. Like, mm. games have to have a quality to them enough to where people are going to enjoy them. So let's look at some cult games, like something like Deadly Premonition, if you know about this game at all. Yeah, I, I've heard of it. A little bit. Uh, so Deadly Premonition is one of those games that got a lot more reception later down the road because people, it's a cult classic, and people oh, talk God, about it. Oh, I love that game. And, yeah. and then people will play this game, and then it's like, well, wait, this is bad about the game, but it's like, yes, but this is good about the game. But so the game is still getting... Isn't that the one you get possessed, and you do a murder, and then you're running around playing multiple characters? No, that's the one. It's a PS2-like uh mystery game but oh, it has okay. like the really infamous like whistling track to it but the game's writing is fucking weird it's so hard to explain the writing in the game but it's just everywhere but the game got really good reception because of its writing and because of its presentation despite the fact that people know that it's a flawed game mm. but again it's one of those things that it got carried because of that yeah and that's again people carrying a game and it wouldn't have mattered how many trailers they would have launched at e3 
or whatever about that game. It wouldn't have captured what made the game good, and either people would have played it and it would have gotten no attention whatsoever, or people would have played it and said, oh, the game's combat's shit, they're not going to give a fuck about it. And See, that's and that's what I always wonder about games that people view as bad when they launch. It's like, okay, before a game launches, we think that the game might be bad just because of trailers or whatever, and then we're just like, yeah, this game's going to bomb watch. By the end of the year, nobody's going to remember this. But then 10 years down the line, does Forspoken be remembered fondly by people that I don't think never it's played to. it and maybe found it in a bin for five bucks and they're just so, like, why did this game fail? So the problem is, is that like subjectivity is implied is I think the line that we want to put here. Where obviously if you say a game is bad, you're saying a game is bad based on merits of what you've seen other games do. Sure. If you look at a game like Forspoken and it's like, oh, well, it's open world. And then, okay, well, the open world sucks. And then now you say that, it's like, well, does it objectively suck or do you think it sucks? Somebody might like it because of its bad open world qualities. I don't know who those people are, but they would. But somebody like myself who's played something like Breath of the Wild, who's had an actual really good open world game, would look at this game sure. and go, well, what the fuck are you going for here? If it's not open world, then why even bother having it? And that's, again, negative reception. And again, it would turn people off from it. Right. I think people might be able to look at some aspects of the game and say, well, this is really good. So if you play the game like this and you're willing to forgo the fact that it's not an open world game it's an it's a not open forget world, open the fact world that game. it's open world yeah. sprint to all the bosses kill the bosses and beat the game in 20 hours right and if yeah. that was the case and people were like well actually the game is really fun under these merits and as people go into that game with that expectation then they might actually enjoy it more. sure that is something that could happen uh it's very rare that the exact opposite happens, like in something like the Cuphead review, where somebody looks at the player being so fucking terrible at a game. Yeah. They're like, I know this game would be good. I can double jump that. What is this guy doing? And then they're going to go buy it. So that's the exact opposite. But if you have a game like Forspoken that has really positive, good aspects to it being sold under those guises, then people might play it. Final Fantasy XIV is another great example where you play this game, and people like myself are going to tell you, if you can get past level 1 to 50, you'll probably stick with the game. If you can get past base game, you'll stick with it. And that, for the most part, is true. But that is me tailoring people's expectations accordingly. If I told people, oh, Final Fantasy XIV is one of the best games I've ever played, and then they go in there and they're like, well, I don't see it. What makes this game good? And I didn't tell them what makes the game good. I didn't even make it to level 10 and I got bored. Right. And yeah. again, that's the thing is that, that the base No, I mean, like, legitimately. I didn't even make it to level 10 uh, and I got bored. A Realm yeah. Reborn is a filter. If you do not make it past a Realm Reborn, you will not yeah. stick with the game. I'm not bashing Me, the game. I'm just yeah. saying. My wife and I played through it together and it was a slog. We, But we're like, our friends are playing the newest expansion, Endwalker. They're saying how good it is yeah. and stuff like that. They say how good the other expansions are. And we're like, all right, we're going to push through it. When we finally get to the end of A Realm Reborn, we're like, okay, we understand it. Now it's actually getting good after 150 quests later. Yeah. It, and this is ridiculous that I even have to go through 150 quests in order yep. to get to yep. this point. Oh, yep. Right. And again, it's... So why don't they go back through and fix that they have been slowly but surely they're trying to trim yeah out quests. they're, they're, oh, they they're oh, trimming cool. out some quests and like but they, they can't, can't just speak. cut out a big chunk because the okay. way that it's layered out is like it you're gonna miss some story so they're trying to adjust it without cutting out so they can't just be like everything. all right everything is boosted they can't do what they did before which is wipe the game and start new so uh, ah. so like in other stories if a story introduces a character 
uh, in most MMOs, you might get introduced to some fucking quest NPC, and it's like, whatever, this is a pointless character, I don't give a shit. Final Fantasy XIV does not do that, where it's like, okay, well, you see this NPC, he's gonna come back later, it's, there's a reason you know about this NPC, we're not gonna forget about this NPC. Or, if you, do, like, don't give a shit about storytelling, like World of Warcraft does, they'll be like, oh, hey, welcome to Dragonfucker, the new expansion pack. By the way, <laughs> do you know, uh, this NPC? Do you know who this person is? Well, he's been in the last five expan- who cares? Either way, he really likes you. You're the champion of uh, Az Azer Azeroth. Is that, am I pronouncing that right? Yeah. Oh, am I? Okay. Good. Yeah. Azeroth. You are the champion of Azeroth. Everybody loves you. Fucking fantastic guy. You throw bitchin' parties. Go kill some. Uh, go kill some dragons. Whatever. Okay. Go. Bye. And then you have no investment in the story because it's where the fuck did you get any investment into this? Like, sure. okay, cool. You're told that you're you're told that you're the Dova King and you need to go kill fucking Arthas or whatever the fuck. Who cares, right? As opposed to Final Fantasy where it's like, okay, let's slow burn it and then we introduce the story. Here's the setup. It's going to pay off. Trust us. And if you pay attention, it's really satisfying. But again, that's uh, that's one of those moments where, again, you have to have your expectations tailored for that. Yeah. So again, I could now positively spin that on World of Warcraft. I just made it sound negative because of its storytelling, right? But I could also just positively say, well, you don't need to give a shit about the story, and in fact, the game is really fun. So honestly, go in there, don't give a fuck about the story, it'll just skip that shit, go really fast, boom, you're in endgame, you're gonna enjoy the combat, rating's great, PvP's awesome, you're gonna have a fantastic Guild time. Wars was like that for me. I didn't give a fuck about that story, but I liked I, PvP. And I was the one who was playing the story constantly, yeah. but at the same time, we both looked at Guild Wars like, this is fun. And yeah, then, the combat was fun. Then I, w I had you join me for the story because you had to do the story to get certain things, and yeah. then I joined you for PvP. And I was like, holy crap, this is part is fun too. Right, but that's me selling an aspect of a game to two different consumers. You're two different consumers. Yeah. One person's like, well, I really like the I'm idea of... I am. Yeah, you're a fucking consumer, motherfucker. Oh, you're okay. drinking a, a, a silver can. Yeah, consumer, bitch. Uh, <laughs> the thing is, is that low... You be consuming. You be consuming. You consume. But, you know, that's one of those things that somebody like Adam might be like, well, I really like the story aspect in an OMO or a video game, and I can sell him on that positive spin in some game, like Deadly Premonition. I could say, hey, the writing and the storytelling in that game, fantastic. If you can get past the bad combat, you'll probably really love the story quirks for what it is, as opposed to somebody else who really wants a game for a mechanically, you know, uh, immersive experience. I would probably have to turn him away from a game like that and say, well, it's probably not for you unless you really want this story He looks at me and says, Josh doesn't like fantasy stuff, so why the hell would I sell him on World of Warcraft. Right, exactly. And it's one of those things that, again, I could be like, oh, well, you don't like fantasy, but do you like sci-fi? And yeah. then I could be like, oh, well, the gnomes are sci-fi kind of race, or like they have sure. motorcycles. They're steampunky. Right. And again, you can tailor people's expectations accordingly to an experience to where it'll be positive. But it's tricky yep. to do that all yep. the time. And that's one of those things that, again, when we talk about like game journalism, E3, all these things, I feel that it's very sterile now. There's none of that. There's nobody gives a shit about what these game developers say anymore because stop having guy have stop having like some I don't know person who just magically materialized into existence stand on stage I don't think they're real people they're probably AI generated <laughs> if I had to guess by how they talk to and try to sell them like sell me a product like nobody fucking cares about this guy again Give me Markiplier. You want you want to sell me on your cat game? Literally Markiplier going meow for an, a ten minutes straight will sell me on your fucking cat game. He would I would love it. Oh yeah, it, we're gonna sell you on this game, and then we're gonna cram a bunch of DLC down your throat. Yeah, exactly. My, my thing is just this: just can't, like for Redfall, you know, who, who, who would you like? Watch the, uh, a bunch of Yahoos playing it who are not really great at the game. 
or have Markiplier's crew play the game and be wacky and funny and have jokes and watch them play it. It's like, holy crap, that looks fun. Right, or you could turn it off. You know, some people, everybody, it's different folks, it's strokes for different folks, but the thing is, I think the sterile environment has turned off people, <laughs> like, unanimously. Face, I'm sorry when you said that. <laughs> it, but... Like, <laughs> But unanimously, that has thrown people off. So, like, a good example he mentioned earlier, like, Asmongold. You want me to get me to... You want to sell me on one of your products that I'm never going to fucking ever buy? Have Asmongold as your spokesperson. I won't touch that shit with a 30-fucking-foot pole. Just saying. I, 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 it could be... Oh, you, did you know Asmongold had a reaction video to the new fucking Halo trail? Oh, man, thanks. Not going to play it. Go fuck yourself. Like, and I could... And oh, he plays that game? Yeah. Ew. Yeah, he plays that game? Wow, cool. He has a positive opinion about something? Wow, whippity fucking do. Who gives a shit? Like, I, that's the type if of person... If he likes it, it must be bad. Yeah, if he likes it, it must be pretty shit. Just saying. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, I, I, listen, most of his opinions have been pretty fucking bad in my, like, in my eyes. He hasn't... I, I never heard or followed him until, like, you talked about him, and I listened to some of his I stuff. had only seen his Forspoken stuff, because yeah. I thought it was yeah. hilarious that he tried to explore the world. And then got sent back oh, yeah, to the main track. Like, the the person I mostly watch for when it comes to games and has just like a flat out honest opinion of it is uh, Charlie or Moist Critical. Oh yeah, and he'll he'll just be like, yeah, that like these big things in the game they're crap, but there's also these good things in the game, and he doesn't just like shit on a game to shit on a game because there's big bad things in it. He'll tell you the good things yeah. and be like, if that's what you're into, great. If not, whatever. Move on. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and he'll he'll submit a review that's actually honest instead of uh, like IGN or someone really digging into the bad and being like, there's some good, but these things, oh my god. That's the other thing I like about uh, YouTube reviewers is the fact that the, the point scale is fucking broken. Yeah, nobody gives a shit about your point scale. If it's much. anything below a 7, it sucks. Right. And it's and like, that's well, that's though. totally Except wrong. Except for Jackie Chan on the PS1. That's an A, just so you know. IGN said so, gotta be true. Oh. By the way, God Hand's a 3. Go fuck yourself, idiot. I, I still love that. <laughs> I love God Hand, I play it, and everyone's like, oh, people review the crap out of it and bashed it. I'm like, they're stupid, and they are wrong. So, again, this goes back into the idea of one of the other reasons why E3 and these conferences are dying, and just like I said, Nobody gives a fuck about these people that are AI generated that are standing up on the fucking stage that aren't people. They're they not feel they people. feel like the they're they're either not real or it's like if they say the wrong word at the wrong tone, no, they are going watching, to be shot. It's like reminding me when I when I was younger, going to my cousin's fifth grade play and just watching their eyes just glued and everyone's like, say the line, say the line, and they're just like, ah, uh, yeah. It's like uh, some of these people that are on this stage. Shouldn't be on stage. Welcome to America. Yeah, it's like Chuck E. Cheese people, right? Well, you know, the the animatronics. Yeah, but what I'm saying is, there's just multiple moments where I'm like, like someone got stage fright. Yeah, you know, like hardcore. Like you shouldn't be on here. I mean, you need someone with energy who's excited about this game. Mr. Can't Yeah. <laughs> right again, and it's one of those things that that's one of the other reasons why game journalism and like these conferences have died because you know who's gonna get you get excited for somebody? Somebody I watch on YouTube. Somebody I watch on Twitch. More times or not, and if one person has a negative review, guess what? I can go to 30 other fucking people instantly and get a different review and get a different personality that's going to explain why or why they don't like a game, and that's what I'm here for. That's, again, one of the reasons why IGN and a lot of these places got, like, looked down on. When you have things, and I bring up the infamous God Hand review, anybody who has played that game will realize it's one of the best games on the PS2 mm -hmm. and probably one of the best beat-em-ups of all fucking time. Yes. And, and the thing is, is that that one AI-generated motherfucker who wrote that review, who obviously didn't even play the game, who gave it a three, 
okay, if I was watching that as a YouTube video, I'm just gonna go watch somebody else. Like, okay, let's name drop one of the worst video game players of all time, like DSP, who gives a fuck about that guy, right? But anytime he would ever, play, like, somebody would show me a clip of something he says, it's like, ah, thank you. I now have somebody with a bad opinion. Doo -doo -boo -boo. Let me look at the algorithm of 29 other people saying that this game is amazing. Yeah, he's obviously a fucking idiot. Like, I'm not gonna listen to him. Again, same thing for IGN. And most of the time, it seems like for some reason, IGN and, like, all these big game companies now just have a magnet for the most just devoid of personality reviewers ever to play their video games. Didn't you say Kotaku was dying? Kotaku's been dying for years. Yeah, yeah, they're dying. People have just shit on Kotaku for everything. Mm. They've always the, been bad. The, the, a lot of wow. times what they do is they make, they'll make they make a title, and that title is just there for only one thing for clickbait. Uh, yeah. And then like if you actually read the article, it's like, wow, dude, you suck at your job. Kotaku <laughs> is the internet equivalent to DSP, where yeah. it's literally just a website that is just fucking trash. There's not a salvageable fucking aspect of the person or the website, and people just go to it for the dumpster fire. Like, mm. it's literally only alive because people go there for the dumpster fire, and I can't imagine having... It was... Kotaku was a joke back in the early 2000s. It's, Everyone... it's been a joke, yeah, ever since its fucking inception. Like, I'm guessing it wasn't a joke when it first came out, and for, like, that grace period, people really enjoyed the website, but then immediately got those AI-generated, like, motherfuckers in there that just don't understand how to be human beings, and just, it went to trash immediately. Point children, point hmm. and laugh at the people who think they are professional reviewers. Right, so like a good example was um, one of the- Why do they all sound like Hannibal Lecter? <laughs> a little bit actually. One of, one of those games that came out like back- uh, I'm going to review this game and drink a glass of wine with fava beans. <laughs> and, and there was a lot of- like, so let's look at a game that like came out- uh, This game got a number uh, ten out of, or 7 out of 10, Clarice. Clarice. Are you going to play it? <laughs> So, have you guys ever heard of a game called uh, Transfer Mice? No. I, I've heard of it, I have not huh? played it. Transfer Mice? It was an old game, and the thing was, is that the whole idea behind the game is that it was a social interaction game where... Transfer Mice, Mickey in Disguise. And, and it's basically just do, a... Do, 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 do. For lack of a better term, it's like a social interaction game. Where wow, you that have, was really loud. Yeah, you have a map, a very simple map of mice trying to get to the cheese to bring back to the hidey hole, and you have one person who spawns in as a shaman, who's supposed to either help or hurt the other mice trying to get back to the hidey hole with cheese. The thing was is that it was hilarious because it was the wild west of gaming where people are just very bad at games or they're going in there just to fucking troll. They're just going in there to have a good time. They're just going in there to ha you know get pissed at each other or laugh at their failures, whatever. Kotaku, let's look at this game. Immediately fucking kills the servers. Just shits them up with the most just terrible people imaginable because that's the people who kind of like just gravitate to that towards a site and it's just like things like that don't ever look good on you as a company or a website and yeah it's always would you consider gaming websites individually being cults yes people because... like so blindly loyal to something yes. like ign or GameSpot or games radar you know you know what i mean no, you're no, gonna I... have those followers but it's very few now in my opinion oh right i don't think people are cult like in that there's gonna be some I people think that they are. were before when they all were popping up and everyone was trying to be different i think they had like their little cult if, if, we, if we had to be if i had to be honest i think the one gaming magazine that was ever the most cult like would probably be nintendo nintendo versus just nintendo just nintendo in general no people who oh. play, like people who look at sony are like microsoft Generally, you had a very diverse pool of people 
that were attracted to these, you know, uh, IPs. But when it came to Nintendo, it seemed like you have a lot of people that were very single-cell organisms in terms of their mindset, where they're like, oh, it's Nintendo, it's family-friendly, it's... Nintendo, Zelda, you know, like, it, I don't know how to explain it other than most people who play Nintendo products seem to have, like, the same opinion most of the time. I don't know how to explain that other than maybe that they're kids or they're underdeveloped in their opinions. I don't know. But mm -hmm. that would be the one gaming journalism site or, like, magazine I would think was the most cult-like because people are diehard Nintendo fans. Mm -hmm. Like, Nintendo has its own Direct still, and obviously Nintendo Direct still is going, and it's probably the best, you know... I wouldn't call it, what would you call that like just games presentation that sure. we have still out of yeah. everybody. I think so. Blows I think. Sony out of the fucking water. Yeah, blows Microsoft out of the water. Blows everybody else out of the water. When I sit down to watch Nintendo Direct, I'm in for a good time, and I know that every single fucking time. Oh yeah. So in the a last way, one they they revealed like what eight different games or something. Yeah. yeah and every I mean, time they're just hype as fuck. And again, that's what you know E3 should be for everybody, but it just stopped being that. Yeah. Uh, and it's funny to see that so i guess like could e3 still work yeah you know what just cut out the bullshit just cut out these fucking cringe ass developer well, like people like adam just, saying my thing is just this uh why i talked to my one buddy who's gone to all these different cons like you know like pax you know blizzcon and all this and the e3 and i looked and was like dude you're going to e3 like this is so exciting for you dude i'm like i'm really excited for you and he literally just had the face of like I don't want to fucking go. Yeah. He wasn't it. Wasn't it okay the last E3 though? I thought it was a decent E3. It was either E3 or a state of play. I think it might. It was either Sony or Xbox, or maybe they both did. It was just like nothing but a gigantic game reel of Game One available on Game Pass Day One with yeah. on PC, and they just showed like twenty trailers right in a row, and they're like, "All right, that's it. We're out. Peace out. We're yeah. done." Yeah. That's all it needs like, to be. That's all it that, needs to be. That's usually what State of Play is. They show a whole bunch of games, and then yeah. they're like, these are coming out at these times. Uh, this is what they're kind of about. And yeah, instead, instead of these stupid skits, you're like dragging out people like Mr. Caffeine to make lame jokes. Yeah. Because well, again, you drag it on. I, I want to see cutscenes. I want to see gameplay. I want to see some cool action. It, that's what sells me. Or, I or bring mean, up, bring out new accessories. Yeah. Or know. if it's a remaster or a remake that's coming out, hey, maybe just show some cutscenes and that's it. Like, oh, I, dude, the new Advanced War that's coming out because it's a remake dude, of one and me. two. Look at me, I am so fucking excited for that game. Which I cannot. The new Advanced War. Dude. Oh yeah. I'm so excited. Yeah, for it's just a remake. I ordered it already. Yeah, it's just a remaster. It's just a remaster of Advanced Wars one and two for the Switch. And you know oh, what? Advanced I'm excited Wars. as fuck for it. I didn't even need to see gameplay of it. I know what the games are. I'm excited as fuck for it. And you know what's gonna happen? The internet is going to hear that people are excited as fuck for this game, and they're probably going to play it because it has that wide appeal that people hmm. are looking I for. I played the crap games. out of in the Game Boy Advance. Oh, yeah. Dude, fuck it. A dual Strike? Oh, oh dude. It was, it was Come on. Fan chef's Kiss. Fucking fantastic You know what's game. also a Chef's Kiss? What? Resident Evil 4. Oh. Remastered. Oh. Oh. We're oh. gonna get there. I was gonna say, if we're going to that, we need to take a break. Okay. Because we are 57 minutes Holy in. Holy ball sack. <laughs> they're a little So let me, let me save this. We'll be back. Yeah, sure. End of part one of episode 101. Continued in part two.